1: You realize that, that we live in a world, as I said a few minutes ago, the Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. There's none righteous, no, not one. Every single one of us in this room would agree that nobody's perfect, right? So if nobody's perfect, if every single human being is imperfect, then the norm in our world and in our society is what? Imperfection.
0: The norm in our world is selfishness and sin. Men have been trying to convince themselves for a long time that they're basically good. Sadly, because of our inherited sinful nature, that is not the case. As Pastor Robert reminds us in today's message, this is true of each and every one of us. We are all in desperate need of the transforming love of Christ. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of Hebrews chapter 13 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio.
1: Matthew 19, verse 3. The Bible says, The Pharisees also came to him, testing him and saying to him, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for just any reason? And he answered and said to them, Have you not read that he who made them at the beginning made them male and female? So so do you understand, right off the bat, he takes us back. This, This is... This is the basis for understanding marriage, according to Jesus. Have you not read that he who made them at the beginning made them male and female and said, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife and the two shall become one flesh. So then they're no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let not man... Separate what was he saying? Well, for one thing, he was saying that man is two parts of one being, male and female. that was god's intention that's his design according to scripture and according to Jesus, that a man would be joined to a woman permanently It's not a temporary thing. it's like we'll do this for a while and I've read a couple of times in the you know papers or magazines or whatever in the in the last six months that different celebrities making the statement that, you know, clearly it's just really not feasible. I mean, we were never, you know, designed to to have a permanent relationship. Yes, we were. It's exactly what we were designed for. The problem is we're so messed up and selfish that we don't know how to do it anymore. But the Bible can teach us and God can change us and and it, it is possible. My parents have been married going to be like what, fifty-eight years? Yeah, and I'm telling you, for the last forty, they fought a lot, but they don't damage each other in the process. They have learned how to work things out and how to love each other, even with disagreements and differences and all of that. Do you understand? God's highest and best for us is is that we would enjoy an environment in which we commit to one another according to His perfect design and plan. One mom, one dad, having children who were then loved and nurtured and taught and trained by example to trust God, to love others as Jesus has loved us. In other words, to put off self-centeredness and selfishness and and choose to be a blessing to others instead? The fact that that's not the norm in our society today doesn't alter the truth. Do you see what I'm saying? You you realize that, that we live in a world, as I said a few minutes ago, the Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. There's none righteous, no, not one. Every single one of us in this room would agree that nobody's perfect, right? So if nobody's perfect, if every single human being is imperfect, then the norm in our world and in our society is what? Imperfection. Can you see that? Does that mean we should just say, ah, well, everything's awful, so let's just be awful with everything. You know, I mean, it's it's never going to be good, so let's just be bad. No, absolutely not. You know, I I said to my wife when when we were contemplating marriage, I, I said, I don't. Want I really, really don't want my children to ever be worried about us separating from each other. So it will never be discussed. I, I will. We have to agree on this now. You and I have to agree now. Bef- before we get to the altar, we have to agree that we will never, ever, even consider this. I will never cheat on you, and I will never divorce you, and I need to hear you say that to me. Otherwise, I won't marry you, because if we have children, I want them to know that just like mommy will always be their mommy and daddy will always be their daddy, that mommy and daddy will always be together. Now, understand, remember what I said about not judging? See, Elizabeth's my second marriage. Some of you didn't know that. I was divorced by the age of 19. That's right. Again, I I had done pretty much everything the Bible says not to do by that time. Didn't know Jesus. Had no relationship with God. He forgave me. He washed me. He changed me. And more than 10 years later, when I met the woman who is now my wife, I knew this is it. This is, you know... There's grace for the first one, but I know Jesus now. So I need him to lead me. And and Elizabeth and I had, she'll tell you, we had some lengthy conversations and, and a lot of prayer before we entered into that relationship. Because God says it's vitally important. Vitally important. It's critically important. The Bible says he hates divorce. Why? Because it does so much damage. It's so harmful to us. It's so harmful to society. He, he doesn't want that for us. You understand? He did not want that for me. By the way, if, if any of you are troubled and you're, you're hoping there's some legal loophole, my first wife died long before I met Elizabeth. So either way, I think I would have been off the hook if we're looking at legalities. But see, our culture is crumbling precisely because our cultural norms are no longer in harmony with God's design. They're out of sync with God's best for us. George Orwell wrote something fascinating. He was not a believer, but he wrote concerning the loss of religious foundations in Europe. He said this, for 200 years, we had sawed and sawed and sawed at the branch we were sitting on. And in the end, much more suddenly than anyone had foreseen, our efforts were rewarded and down we came. But unfortunately, there's been a little mistake. The thing at the bottom was not a bed of roses after all. It was a cesspool filled with barbed wire. It appears that amputation of the soul isn't just a simple surgical job like having your appendix out. The wound has a tendency to go septic." You know what he was saying? We had no idea. what We were, we were trying to eliminate religion and, you know, and, and, and get everybody to stop talking about Jesus. And well, we've succeeded now and what a disaster. He woke up, maybe not to the point of accepting Christ, but he, he realized, man, this had repercussions we didn't anticipate. But the reverse is true too, see? Listen, the degree to which you and I choose to live in harmony with God's intended order is the degree to which we'll have peace. Do you understand what I'm saying? Let me word it another way. Submit to his perfect will and and you'll do a lot better in life. He said to Paul at one point, you know, it's hard when you kick against the goats. Do you remember the story? Saul of Tarsus persecuting Christians. God confronted him and that's what he said to him. Saul, Saul, it's hard when you kick against the goats. God is, is moving you in this direction, and you say, no, no, I don't want to do that. I want to, do, I want to go over there. I want to do this, you know, trying to live in rebellion against Almighty God. That's, that's frustrating. We cause chaos, internal as well as external, when we choose to live counter to the parameters established by our Creator within His creation, which is why in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9, the Scriptures again warn us, do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Don't you know that the unrighteous won't inherit the kingdom of God? Do you realize, think about that for a minute? Do you realize there are going to be people standing there on judgment day saying, "But this is not fair. This is not right. I'm a good person. What do you mean I can't go? What are you What are you talking about? I got to go to hell. That's not right."
0: Are you part of a local church community? It's important to have a faith-based community around you as you continue to seek all that God has for your life. With more on that, here's Pastor Robert.
1: Thanks, Chris. You know, if you're looking for a way to get closer to Jesus and you're in the Miami area, we've got a plan. We started something a few years ago that we talk, we call it Intensive Christian Training, ICT for short. It's three phases, begins with just a uh, dinner together, Um, in a group setting every Thursday night you do that for about 10 or 11 weeks and just go through the basics what is Christianity but you're doing it around a meal with a group of people that you really connect with and and get to know so if that sounds like something you might be interested in and you're in our Miami-Dade area reach out to us MainThingRadio.com
0: Thanks Pastor Robert for more information visit MainThingRadio.com that's all we have time for today but thanks for tuning in Join us next time to continue studying God's Word right here on Main Thing Radio.